0: Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.
1: But the five stages to travel through to reach financial independence the first is the explorer stage, and that is where you're working on financial stability. The second stage is the cadet stage, working on becoming consumer debt free. The third stage is the aviator stage that is working on becoming financially secure. The fourth stage is the commander stage. That is where you have achieved or you are working at the brink of work flexibility. And then the fifth stage is the captain stage that's reaching complete financial independence.
0: Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Welcome back to the show. We are closing out another year here on Everyone's Talking Money, and it is so hard to believe, but next year, this little show will turn nine So thank you for tuning in, sharing, leaving a review, and of course, coming back each week. So we're going to do something special starting next week. I'm going to be bringing you 12 days of podcast episodes. So each day we'll do a remix of one of the top episodes this year. This is a great way to just remember all the amazing ideas and tips shared by guests all throughout the year, and it will really help jumpstart you for 2024. But this episode is a great way to close out the year. You may have heard of Jamila Soufran's top-rated podcast, Journey to Launch. Well, she's got a new book that just hit the shelves. It's called Your Journey to Financial Freedom, a step-by-step guide to achieving wealth and happiness. It is an absolute must-read. So when I was thinking about our conversation, I kept coming back to this idea of financial freedom. We all want it, but how do you get there? I think one of the best places to start is with Jamila's five stages of financial independence. So growing your wealth, it doesn't just happen overnight. It would be really nice if it did. It is a journey and one that Jamila knows firsthand. So in this episode, she's sharing her five stages of financial independence, how to calculate your financial independence number, and the role your mindset and habits play into your financial freedom journey. All right, let's start building some wealth. We met a a couple of years ago at a luncheon that a mutual friend had. We were all money experts, and they're talking about everything we were doing. And you were, I believe, pregnant then with your third child, I think so. And you were just getting ready to to start the launch of your podcast, uh, Journey to Launch. And you shared a bit with me about your journey to financial independence, which sort of started all this. It started the book, it started the podcast, and the kind of the whole movement. And now you have this book that just launched out into the world. And I, I saw recently you were on the um, the billboard for Good Morning America. That's probably gotta be like quite a very interesting feeling to see your face up there. Uh, you know, for for hundreds of thousands of people to to see. But I wanted to talk to you about this. We hear this idea of financial independence a lot, but I'm curious, you know, what is that? What does that mean? And and how is that different from financial freedom?
1: Yeah, so I do remember meeting you at our friend's um, place, and I was—it's so funny because yes, I think I was pregnant and working still. And I was probably planning to quit my job. By then I had the podcast, um, but it was probably only like a year, you know, a year old at this point. So a lot has changed you <laughs> since then in great ways. You know, I've been able to quit my job um, and now I'll write my first book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, which is available everywhere. Books are sold right now. And for me, right, like financial independence was is this concept and the true form and sense of it is this idea and way in which you don't have to actively work again because you can live off the money in your investments or your portfolio, passive income streams. So you are financially independent from a job, a person, basically everything other than living off of your (laughs) investment accounts. So it's a very big, audacious goal. And I first heard about it through the FIRE movement, the Financial Independence Retire Early movement, when I did have that long commute and was traveling back and forth from Brooklyn to New Jersey. And on a good day, my commute was like an hour and a half. And when I got pregnant, yes. oh, wow. I, and I knew, you know, I wanted more kids and the time constraints to say, I, I don't, I cannot do this. <laughs> Something has to give. And <laughs> that prompted me to seek out freedom. So I, I, so I started to put things in Google, like, how do I quit my job? Like, how do I leave this you know, place? Or how do I retire early? And that's how I found the financial independence retire early movement and discovered there were people who were investing aggressively. Uh, to reach a place where they could live off that those investments or at least step back from a traditional job and do what they want because they had all this financial security. So that's what made me start because I was like, I'm going to reach this so I don't have to do this job forever. And then, you know, I was able to do a lot of great things um, following a lot of the, you know, aggressive, I guess, saving and investing tactics that are typically talked about in the FIRE community. So in two years, my husband and I, we saved and invested $169,000 and, you know, we created our FU fund and I was able to make a decision to quit my job when probably around the time I met you pregnant with my third child. And I then realized, you know, the difference between financial independence and financial freedom. Which is why I feel like I needed to write this book to explain because I think a lot of us want that freedom where we can choose what we do. And I know some people, when they hear about fire or financial independence, it's just like, well, you know, you're supposed to work. That people, you know, it's like, what do you do if you're not working? And I don't think it's <laughs> right. about not working. I think it's just about having choice and options. I do believe most people want to work, they just want to work and, and do things they love, or at least they feel like they're contributing and they're, they're being treated and compensated fairly. And so for me, I discovered that financial freedom, I was able to actually achieve that while on my path to financial independence, because financial freedom, you can have that regardless of if you have debt or not. But if you have a uh, debt payoff plan, or you are making uh, ways to save or invest, even if it's not as much as you want, but you have a plan around that, and you're making choices that allow you to have more freedom, like that is, Financial freedom on your way to financial independence. And I was able to discover that by quitting my job, now creating a career and making money in the way that I love. And this freedom that I have now, I couldn't have imagined it when I first started. I thought I had to have all the money. You know, I thought I had to have, you know, millions of dollars in my investment account. And now, which is what I want everyone to know, is that you can have the freedom that you want on the path to financial independence because every Everything you do is part of the journey and helps buy back that freedom that you're looking for.
0: I love that. That's like such a great way, I think, of thinking about financial freedom and this idea of independence and freedom and how those two words kind of go together. And you talk about the FIRE movement. You talk about it a lot in your book. And you say that you discovered it, I think, somewhere around like 2014. And that you know we're not exactly sure when it started somewhere in the nineties. kind of this concept started evolving around fire movement, and really, people have been talking about this. You hear about fire movement all the time. like what do you think what do you think sort of changed in our world or in our economy or even in us that um, you know led us to really like buy into this idea of of fire movement and in the, the way we could structure our lives this way? like we could opt out of you know, the narrative that existed before?
1: You know, I think at the heart of it all, you know, I think people at certain points didn't think they could have choice. You just followed what was done before you or, you know, the what you're supposed to do is get a job. You know, you work that stable job, even if you don't like it because you're getting an income until you retire or die. And so for a lot of people, that's what was modeled or that's what they saw. And, you know, you just accepted that. But I think ultimately our desire as like humans and um, people in this world is to have freedom and to have more autonomy and options in our life. So I know Vicki Robin, um, when she first came out with Your Money or Your Life, that was like, I think one of the first books that talked about this like concept and you know, I, I mentioned this in the book that she was on Oprah twice, I think, talking about the book when it first came out, which even then to like Oprah, to be on Oprah twice talking about this concept of buying back your, your freedom um, and realizing that there is a opportunity cost between spending money and using it for in a way that works for you. Obviously it struck a chord back then. And so, and it's still striking a chord now. And I think with all the pressures in society now, where, you know, we have the younger generations or even my, so I'm an older millennial, but a lot of people within my generation, you know, they graduated with a lot of college debt, didn't get the jobs that they thought they would get to help pay that off. And then with inflation and just the economy, I just think more people are realizing that there has to be another way uh, to live and they want that (laughs) other way and they're willing to pursue that. Um, I do think, though, that for some people, when they first hear about the fire concept, I think it's appealing because who doesn't want to have independence and freedom? Like this, like why wouldn't you want to do this? I think what happens is, depending on who's talking about it and their methods, it can turn some people off. Um, and there could be some blind spots. I know when I first came into the space or started to listen to podcasts, you know, all the podcasts and most of the people I found were white men, and I learned from them. You know, I I appreciated. Their contribution, but i I realized like i I can listen to this, but I have a lot of friends and family who would be like, you know this person doesn't doesn't get it they no don't girl. get my like how it's different for me and so I just love that now you know being now with the podcast since two thousand seventeen there's a lot more diverse uh, voices in the space, a lot more people talking about about this, and a lot more stories being shared, which I share in the book of you know all these from people from different backgrounds and different starting points and how Yes, this is a very privileged, I think, journey to uh, go on because we're talking about, you know, some people can't even pay for the basic necessities. And now we're talking about this idea that, you know, you could aggressively pay off debt and invest to, to, er- to early retirement. But I do think that by starting the path, like realizing for people that they can start and get into a better position because the time is going to pass you by anyway. Um, and that you might as well be intentional so that you can live a life you love, um, regardless of how much money you have in the bank account, is why this is should be pursued by, I think, everyone.
0: And I want to dive into that a bit. Because you talk about these five stages to financial independence in your book. And I, I want to see if we can really help some people out here because I think what you're saying is true. There's this idea of like, okay, great. Well, Jamila has done this and like she she had the, you know, privilege to be able to create her life this way. But, you know, I'm struggling just to pay, you know, whatever comes in, let alone anything out of the blue. And that seems really far fetched. So I want to dive into these these five phases. The first phase you call the explorer stage. And you know, it as it sounds like in this stage right, we're exploring, we're learning the basics, like we're getting kind of our footing together. Tell me more about about this stage. What what should we be working on when we're we're still exploring this idea?
1: Right. I'm just going to do a quick overview of the five and then we'll go through each one just to get people like that broad perspective. But the five stages to travel through to reach financial independence. The first is the explorer stage. And that is where you're working on financial stability. The second stage is the cadet stage working on becoming consumer debt free. The third stage is the aviator stage that is working on becoming financially secure. The fourth stage is the commander stage that is where you have achieved or you are working at the brink of work flexibility. And then the fifth stage is the captain stage that's reaching complete financial independence. So now we can like walk back and talk about the explorer stage. And so the explorer stage is a stage in which uh, many people can find themselves uh, where they're not able to pay for their living expenses or a minimum debt payments without be- going into the red. You know, they have this like always behind, maybe behind or they're feeling out of control with their finances. Maybe they have to put things on credit cards to get by. And so, in this stage, the mission or the goal is just to reach financial stability. You know, it's not about paying extra on in your uh, on your debt payments or even investing at this point. It is to reach stability. And I mean, some of the prescriptions or things people can do, it's going to apply to all stages. But you know, in this stage, it's about if you're not earning enough, like what are the ways you what are the ways that you can look to seek to earn more? And that might take some time, mm-hmm. depending on. Yes. You, what's what your tools are or what you need to do you know to earn more or it could be an expense issue where you truly are you know spending more than you could afford um, and so it involves really looking at spending and income to see what needs to be adjusted so that you can just reach stability and be stable and be able to just pay your mandatory expenses and minimum debt payments. Once you're at that stage, the next, or you accomplish that, the next stage, stage two, or the cadet stage, is about paying off consumer debt. So that is where you're paying off your uh, credit cards or you know car loans, if you want to include car loans, any high interest rate debt. You know, um, I don't include mortgage or student loans here just because the balances typically tend to be high. Also, it's strategic debt because you know s- some people actually. You know, they debt arbitrage, like they don't mind if they have debt, if it's low interest rate. And so it's really up to you what debt you include in this stage. But for many people listening, it's getting out of that credit card debt, becoming credit card consumer debt free.
0: You say in this stage, I want to talk about this for a minute. You say this is the cadet stage is the hardest part because... You say it's the first time you used your mind and body in this capacity. I think that's really interesting. Tell me, tell me about this, like that sort of switch that has to happen.
1: Yeah. So I talk about, so I in the book, right? I talked about these stages, and because I was like, well, I have to go and give people the reason why I stay true to my theme. You know, I have a lot of rocket themer themes in my um, <laughs> my brand, and so I was like, I was, I was imagining like someone training to go into space, or so it's like to to lead their own like mission. And then what those stages looked like, how they equated and for the cadet stage. I just know that a lot of people uh, tend to be in this stage, especially if they never heard about the financial independence or really looked into their finances before. And so it requires not just like outward changes, you know, the, you know earning more or spending less like the doing. It also, I think, involves being like thinking differently, feeling differently um, having different habits that help support you. So it really is an internal transformation and it goes for all the stages, but just because so many people find themselves in this stage and you know, depending on what you have working for you, it can take you a while to get out, out of this stage because life is gonna still happen at this point and you know, things are gonna come up and you may still have to put things on your credit card or emergencies. And so it can feel very hard for people within this stage because of how long it m- may take them. But um, like once you get past this stage, there's still there's still joy in this stage, by the way. You know, it's not all miserable. (laughs) We have to make it. That's good. We need that. No, And, you know, I always say, like, because these stages can take decades or years to get through, depending on your life and your circumstances, that even if you're just paying off, um, you know, debt on time, even if you're just paying your debt on time. And you're able to still like survive, like that's a win. That's something you should be proud of. That's freedom, right? Or even if you're able to pay a hundred dollars more in your debt, that is unlocking a level of freedom that you didn't have before when you didn't know that you had an extra hundred dollars. So, um, so that stage or uh, level two of the journey or stages, the cadet stage.
0: All right. So take us to aviator stage. Like you say, we've we've learned a lot, right? But we still we still have some time to go. We still have some more to learn. Like, is this a stage where we could take a little bit of a breath? Or are we still like sort of full throttle in this? You
1: can, you can. Um, In this stage, I think sometimes it's more of a slog to get out of the earlier stages, stage one and two, because, and you might have to make more sacrifices in those stages. Again, it's, it's, I always say it's your journey. So if you are not happy with your current situation, you don't like being in debt, you know, you may choose to be more aggressive to pay off that debt versus maybe someone who says, you know what, like, I'm okay with managing it because I have all these life things happening. And so it may take me longer. Same thing with the aviator stage. So in this stage, you know, everything can be fun, but this is where you really start to pick up momentum because now that you paid off your consumer debt, you can focus on aggressively, if you want, investing in your retirement account or taxable accounts and building your assets because ultimately to reach financial independence, you need assets. You need assets that are going to be able to pay for your expenses, and so stage three is where you're starting to build that up. You have you can decide where your money goes now because it doesn't have to go to, to people you owe. Uh, so you in this stage can say, well, you know, I'm fine with taking some time. I don't have to be on a five year financial independence plan. I'm fine with it being twenty years, you know, because I want to enjoy my life a bit more. But you can decide how much you want to invest and save within this stage based on your goals and what you want.
0: That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeliteme.com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash ETM. Go to joindeletemecom slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/etm. That's M O N A R C H M O N E Y.com/etm for your extended 30-day free trial. It's time to play your relationship with money is game. So first question, if you had to describe your relationship with money as a cartoon character, who would it be?
1: Okay, my relationship with money as a cartoon character. I should I, mean, I have kids. I shouldn't know like because they watch so many cartoons. Um I guess Ash Cash catch 'em <laughs> from Pokemon. <laughs> Just because my kids <laughs> love Pokemon. And uh, you know he's always like I guess training and catching the Pokemon's. <laughs> I guess that would be it. <laughs> you know, love it.
0: All right. Question number two: How many times a day would you say you think about money?
1: Well, since writing this book and talking about it so much, often. <laughs> but in my day-to-day life, not much. And I think that is the goal, you know, because I've set up the systems or I'm in the place where I know I'm okay that I don't worry about the day-to-day as much as maybe in the beginning where, you know, ticking and tying every number. I'm definitely more flexible now where it's just like, I don't want to, if I want to go out to eat, like I want to know that I'm good and I don't have to think too much about it. So not much actually.
0: Question number three, if you had an endless supply of money, what is the first thing you would spend it on?
1: Maybe vacations, going somewhere, (laughs) taking my family somewhere, my friends somewhere, like we'd be all over the place. (laughs)
0: <laughs> love that answer. I will hop on board. Um, okay, question number four. What is one money secret you have that maybe you haven't shared with a lot of people?
1: Okay, I'll share that I'm actually, I do not follow a budget anymore, which is kind of, you know, um, because I do recommend that people follow budgets, <laughs> especially in the beginning of stages, because I, that's what I did because I needed that money to get out of that job. So I did tick and tie every number. But now I do not do that as much. Um, And I think actually that opens up hopefully some hope for people that if you are not into budgeting or, you know, you don't want to think about your life, having to sit down and look at a budget all the time, you don't have to when you get to a certain position, if you feel comfortable spending your money in a way that feels good, but that you're still financially secure. So yeah, that's my big secret is that I no longer follow a strict budget, but we're still able to reach our goals.
0: Okay, so commander stage. This is where I think things get really interesting. Uh, You talk about this uh, idea of your um your your FI number, your financial independence number, and I think this is really important to talk about. Talk about you have this formula in the book. You say you know your mindset plus your habits times your income minus your mandatory expenses equals the gap. Right. Walk us through this stage and and this.
1: This formula. Right. The formula actually applies to all stages. So I'm going to talk about stage four and five, and then we'll go back to the formula because then it could be applied. No matter what stage you're in, you can use the formula to make headway. So stage four is called the commander stage, that is the work flexible stage. That's the stage I'm currently in, uh, meaning work becomes flexible. You may not have all the money you ever need, but you've reached a point where you can quit a job or take a break and take a break for whatever reason, whether that's starting a family, traveling the world, maybe you want to try your hand at entrepreneurship, but you have space to uh, choose what you do. Work is flexible. Or even in my position, you know, if I did want to even take a break from Journey to Launch, I could do that. Um, We have enough security to make these decisions. And I do believe everyone can reach this stage. So, The next stage, which is financial independence or the captain stage, that is where you you don't have to work ever again because you have enough money (laughs) invested. And it (laughs) is a very, you know, audacious goal. But even just reaching the stage four, which I think most people, if not everyone can reach, like that is like the ultimate almost, you know, um, not goal. But I think it's such a a great place to be because then you can choose if you want to be more aggressive With reaching financial independence. So for me, I've slowed down a bit in how aggressive I am because I'm more comfortable. So see, like sometimes being more comfortable, is not always a great thing. You know, I had more fire in my belly (laughs) when I didn't like my job (laughs) and had that commute. And so I was making headway with my finances in terms of investing aggressively. And now that I'm more comfortable, which honestly, that's the goal is to like have a life and way in which you make money that you love, but also reach your financial goals. And so me slowing down a bit, we're still investing, still on track to reach financial independence. But, you know, it looks a little differently now because I can choose to say, you know what, I actually, I want to go to Disney World or I want to spend money on this car. And so it's okay if I'm not investing it. So that's the work flexible stage. And then the final stage is the captain stage. That's where work actually is optional. You know, you don't have to work if you don't want to. You can choose what you do because you have enough in your investment saved up to reach that. So the formula, I was thinking about how I was able to do anything um, in my life in terms of finances or other people were able to do it. And, you know, it really boils down to your income is the driving force of helping you accomplish a lot of this stuff. Um, because if you don't have enough income to pay your expenses, your mandatory expenses, the discretionary expenses, bills, save, invest, then you'll stay kind of stuck in wherever you are. And so your income minus your mandatory expenses. So these are the things you like need to pay for, like you know your mortgage or rent, maybe groceries. What is the difference between that? And then I call that the gap. That's like the pool of money left over, hopefully. And with that, you need to pay down liabilities you need to increase assets and pay for discretionary expenses. So these are the things that you want to spend money on or the things that bring you joy that are not necessarily mandatory. To power all of that, right? Like to, you know, have enough money to and spend in the ways or increase your assets to pay down debt, you need to also have the proper mindset and habits that support that. And so I know a lot, and, you know, we talk about finance a lot and it's a lot, it's about you know, earning more, spending less, paying down debt is all these like things. But I think the reason why a lot of people can't do that outside of legit circumstances is mindset and habits. And so when you're able to work on those, like increasing your mindset or you're improving it and then fostering habits that support you on your journey, it then helps the other things happen um, more sustainably. And that formula can be applied to any stage that you're in on the journey, whether you're at the beginning stage or even, you know, towards the end is what are your goals? What are you trying to do? And then are, how do you have enough money to to do all the things that I talked about in order to live that life you want? Tell me a
0: little bit about some of the, the mindset shifts that you've had to make just yourself on, on this journey that you've been on.
1: I think the first one no, I'm a, I, I'm a very I'm a person that believes like that things are possible, especially if I see someone else doing it or if I have a, a thought about it. I'm like, there's a reason I thought this thought, you know, let me see. Let me explore it. And so I've always had that, which was always helpful in my life um, and got me far, you know. So I call it like you're before financial independence life and you're like after financial independence life because you're on the journey, whether you know it or not, like you're on it. But sometimes you don't know that you're on it. So I had a good foundation of a mindset to help me, even though I didn't know about financial independence until my early 30s, I had did some things because of my mindset already that when I did find out about it, I was able to almost leapfrog a bit and go faster through stages. And some people will find that. So if you kind of made some different choices and it might be a little harder for you or take longer in certain stages versus someone who has the income but needs to work on the mindset to help get them through the stages faster. So for me, you know, it was honing in to this mindset that I already had, but how do I apply it to this financial journey or this life journey that I'm on? How do I juggle and balance my life? Um, so as I started having more kids on this journey, because I'm three, uh, I was thinking to myself, yes, I definitely, you know, investing and saving is important, but I don't wanna sacrifice my life and my mental health and emotional health for just money. So that's why I made the decision to quit my job. And so it became an exercise of figuring out what really mattered to me in the moments that I needed it to. So that's the other thing on this journey is that because your circumstances can change, your mind can change too. And just because you set out with one plan, you might find in a year or two that that plan needs to be adjusted because you have different priorities, different responsibilities, and that's okay. So it was being able to uh, adjust as needed. So whether that was, wow, maybe there's a possibility to quit my job and still pursue financial independence, even if it takes me longer, because maybe Journey to Launch is not as successful as it is. Or, you know, even as I'm further in the stages is financial independence my goal still? And it is, Um, you know, I still want to reach it so that I can walk away from anything if I want to. But um, realizing how I also want to still live a life now that I enjoy and finding the balance between that without guilt. So just being, just having grace and patience with the fact that your mind changes and that you don't have to actually understand everything. So I talk about a bit of like formulas and frameworks in the book. But you don't have to memorize. It's not like math class. You don't have to memorize these things. I'm just putting it in context to help people just look at how the money flows through their life and how they can have more control over that. Yeah,
0: you know, as you're as you're talking, um, I'm thinking about this too. That I think there's a level also of of trusting yourself, and you know, I hear from a lot of people who, you know, whether there were people I worked with when I was a financial planner or friends or, or even myself, I, I, I feel, you know, guilty of this many times is that, you know, you get on this journey to financial independence, financial freedom, and then you start second guessing everything. Like, am I, am I investing the right way? Am I, am I doing this right? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing what they're doing? Should I be like, you know, it becomes like dizzying. And I don't know, you know, I hear about it from a lot of my female friends. So I don't know if it's something, you know, just kind of in our nature, because a lot of my friends or my my male friends are like, oh, no, I just, you know, I picked something and if it doesn't work, you know, it's no big deal. But, you know, I feel like there's also this journey of of trusting yourself and really dialing into what you want and what you want your life to look like. And I think that's, you know, what you're talking about here is is really great, is you know i'm going to lay out the framework for how i think you should progress but you know i want you to trust yourself and i also want you to be able to have the freedom to go in your own direction and i think when we talk about personal finance there isn't enough of that there's a lot of like well you need to follow these exact steps and i think that feels very um just limiting and hard for a lot of people
1: yeah i i definitely um that's all really speaks to what people need to do, you know, and that's that mindset work or the internal work that needs to happen because there are a lot of people who do have the income or do have the money or who are even financially independent, but that isn't like, they're not happy. They're not satisfied, um, with their life despite having the external things. And so, I do believe, you know, having that faith within yourself, you know, you, I always say, we talk about assets and investing in assets outside of us all the time, you know, like how do we buy this asset or invest, but we are our best asset. And so how do we, how do we foster and nurture ourselves and have the faith that even if you make a mistake, you'll be okay. Okay. You know, so even when I thought, like, oh, did I quit quitting my job? Was that a mistake? And going back to you're you're okay. You know, you've gotten this far in life. Um, you know, it's a miracle that we are breathing. Like the the amount of work that our cells are doing right now just to keep us alive. You know, when something goes wrong and then you realize how important that thing is in your body and you're like, or even when people get sick, you know, and you realize how intricate everything is working in our bodies. I feel, I feel like we are walking miracles like every day. <laughs> and the fact that we are still here is like a signal to me or, that, wow, I have faith in something. And I do believe that the journey requires faith. So whether you're religious or spiritual or you have to believe in something other than yourself or just hold on to something because then when things do happen, right? Because not everything is going to happen the way you want it to and bad things will happen, unfortunately, but you can have faith that I, this is a learn, maybe this is a lesson I'm learning something from this, or it's a launch pad to help me or do something different that I needed to learn. Um, I always like to say I don't really sweat like the small stuff it's not that I don't get nervous, but I try to remember you know that is not important you know i'm still not I'm not optimized for everything in my life. I know there's some people who find a lot of joy in optimizing everything, <laughs> and I'm just not one of those people I'm sure I can be doing a lot. Think, you know, saving money here, doing this differently, investing more, you know, efficiently. And I just let go. I don't need to be perfect. um, And look how far I've come without being perfect or without doing all the right things. Or so I just think that a lot of people understanding that about themselves and realizing that even if they fail at one thing, it's not, they're not a failure. It's having that growth mindset that this is just a thing that happened and I can move forward from it.
0: It's funny. Um, my sister-in-law, she's a she's a therapist and she says to me anytime I call her and I'm like freaking out about something, she's like, are you breathing? And I'm like, yes, I think I'm breathing. And she's like, well, good. That's your only job. Like that's the only thing you need to do. And I'm like, oh, wow. It actually is that simple. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I, I love this, this conversation about, about flexibility and about you know, making something your own and remembering that the mistakes are not um, – they don't have to knock you sideways if, if you don't let them. And I wanted, I wanted to talk about this also. You, you share in the intro of your book that um you know your mom came to the u s when you were just this little baby, and that you um were finally reunited with her, I think around age two when you when you came to the u s and I'm wondering you know how the story of your mom being an immigrant and really having to you know start from scratch in this com- this country you know how that has motivated you on your own you know financial independence journey
1: I mean my mom is The reason for everything, you know, you see and you hear right now, she had me at such a young age at 20 years old and was a single mom and had to come to this country without me. So she had to leave me behind so that she can establish herself. She didn't, you know, she had family, thank God, you know, that she could stay with. But, you know, she had to start from the bottom in terms of working in, you know, fast food restaurants and hustling to try to get an education. And this was all before the internet. And cell phones, and so you know, it was a lot more searching out things like, like calling, right? Like and showing up to a place you didn't even yeah, know was open. On the ground, learning, right? Yeah. And she, I mean, she yeah. she's dealing with the season, so coming to New York, and she's from Jamaica, and like I just can't. She was so brave, <laughs> um, but she wanted a different life for me and herself, but primarily me. Like she's she sacrificed everything to take a chance, and so my drive, you know, it's almost just like, how could I not, um, how dare I squander or not use like what she gave me, what she sacrificed to live a good life myself. And it's not necessarily money, right? It's not about like having money, but about how do I live a good life? And, and if she was able to do all that with so little, and I have so much more resources, um, and help than she did, then surely like I should be able to do Something also, and so I bring up my mom's story to give people like that background of like she came here with nothing. But I also know that some people, if they see me and you know, I have a spouse, a partner, you know, I'm on his health care, so that's helpful as an entrepreneur, right? I had a great job when I worked in corporate America, so I had a lot of. Privileges and starting points where some people they might not relate to that you know like they maybe they don't have a parent who is helpful who lets them stay at home until you know uh, they they can get a place of their own or they they didn't grow up with like a lot of love and support or money or they don't have a a well paying job and they got to, to struggle to do that and I just go back to my mom's story because like she started that way like with nothing and it took her some time you know she had to go get her education, her associates and bachelors and masters, but she, she was able to pour into me and sacrifice to where her daughter was is able to achieve like a lot of these things. And oh, and yeah. now she is too. Right. She's in a very financially great place where I don't have to worry about her, you know, like having to take care of her because she's done so well for herself. So I just like always like to bring her story up because I know that there are people like her who really don't have a lot of resources and have to create their own, but it's possible because my mom, like at twenty years old, coming here, did it. I think that that you know most people or you can do it too.
0: So, kind of thinking about that idea of you can do it too. I want to. I want to end here. You know, I think we can we can consume a lot of podcast episodes and blogs and um, you know read books and do all of this when it when it comes to our money and and, and reaching financial independence, but. Um, you know, I think it comes back to everything we've talked about, you know really trusting yourself and and you know creating the journey that works for you and you know I think it's really easy to get um, anxious and and freaked out about money and you know think that you're never going to get there that this is not possible for you. I was wondering, you know, can you leave us with just you know some words of wisdom as you know wherever we are on our financial independence journey to to financial freedom just to motivate us to to keep going.
1: Yeah. Um I'll I'll share something that it's like a a story or a experiment in the book that I thought was right. When I first heard it, I was like, this is life. This is literally how life works. So there's an experiment called the biosphere experiment. And, um, you know, they created like this dome that they had, uh, wildlife, well, mostly just like trees and bushes like grow within this dome. I guess they wanted to just see how the environment worked if it wasn't a contained structure. And they noticed that the trees within that structure, this biosphere dome, they grew and they grew fast But they would always fall down before they could reach maturity, because the trees never developed stress wood, because there was no wind. Mm, Yeah, okay. And so stress wood, you know, happens when the there's wind, and the trees can now like set like center themselves and get stronger because of that. And then you know, so in the outside world, trees can grow stronger because of the wind. But in this dome, there was no wind, so while the trees grew faster, they also fell over before they could reach their full potential. And I think that is so uh, comparable to our lives and journeys because we do want things to happen fast and, you know, why aren't, why, why, why aren't they happening now when we want them to? But sometimes, not sometimes, uh, uh, most of the times, if not all the time, a lot of the things that make us grow slower, so in this case, like the if it was outside and it was wind, make us grow stronger. And sometimes we, it it's not supposed to happen fast because we're not prepared for that, <laughs> right? And so... I want to encourage anyone, no matter where they are on their journey, especially in the beginning stages, and maybe they don't have um, some of the things that they want or know they could. But to stay persistent and consistent on the journey, it's okay to, you know, to make mistakes. It's okay to sometimes fall down, but to get up um, and to know that even though things are not happening as fast as you may have may want, that it's for a reason to make you stronger, so that you can. When you get to the point that you want to, you you can you know what to do with those blessings, with that money, with with that knowledge, and so um, to keep going, and yeah, that's what I would leave people with.
0: What I love about Jamila's message is that anybody can achieve financial freedom, and that you also shouldn't be ashamed of wherever you're at right now. You got to just keep moving down the road, step by step, and most importantly, as she emphasized, you can't overlook your mindset and your habits. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do me a favor share with a few friends right now. Let's get everyone on the journey to financial freedom. And if you haven't done so already, please head to whatever podcast player you're listening to this episode in right now. Leave us five stars rating and review for the show. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guests as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode.